Hey everybody, what's happening? Mark here coming at you on a Thursday with a bonus episode. Kryptonaut Podcast presents Evil Science and Magic Buddies. This is our first episode of this uh, bonus series that we're going to be doing. We're not necessarily covering creatures. We're just covering off topics that don't necessarily fit under the normal podcast. I give a little bit of an explanation in the beginning of the show for it. So without further ado, let's talk about Cryptid Crate. You thought I was going to say cue the creepy music, Chris, but I'm not. Don't jump ahead just yet. I know we're all excited. I'm excited too. Evil Science and Magic Buddies. What's it about? We don't even really know yet, but let's talk about Cryptid Crate. So Cryptid Crate is a monthly subscription box filled with various cryptozoology and paranormal themed items to wear, display, and collect. You can expect a carefully curated box filled with cryptastic pieces from indie makers and artisans pertaining to Bigfoot, Sasquatch, UFOs, ghosts, and other cryptid and mysterious creatures. CryptidCrate.com and our promo code GRAMPUS, that's G-R-A-M-P-U-S, at checkout to get 10% off the entire life of your subscription. So, our old code was 20% off your first monthly box. The new code, GRAMPUS, G-R-A-M-P-U-S, is 10% off the entire life of your subscription. So if you've been thinking about signing up for Cryptid Crate and you've been on the fence, you're not sure about it, use our promo code. It's going to, again, it's going to get you 10% off the entire life of your subscription. So check that out. Also, too, don't forget, this Saturday, we're going to be at the Salt City Horror Festival. That is Saturday, April 28th at the Palace Theater in Syracuse, New York. We're going to have a table set up. We're uh, hoping to hang out. Talk to a bunch of you folks. Any of you local listeners want to come out and say hi, feel free. We're going to be there pretty much all day. So, yeah, again, check that out. That is the Salt City Horror Festival, Saturday, April 28th, the Palace Theater in Syracuse, New York. The link for tickets and information will be in the description of this podcast, as always. Now, this is normally the time where I say, Chris, cue that creepy music, but we have a new theme for Evil Science and Magic Buddies. So, I'm not even going to say anything. I'm just going to let it play. Right about now. Hello and welcome to the Kryptonaut Podcast presents... Evil Science and Magic Buddies. I'm Mark Storrs, and with me, as always, is... I am the Chris. And... I, I Clearly, I'm the Rob. <laughs> Welcome to the show within the show. Welcome to the conspiracy of the conspiracy, the show for the people, the Kryptonaut Roundtable. We're not necessarily covering a creature or an entity today. Mm. We're talking about crypto history with our very own Robert Morphy. Hello. Hey, I, <laughs> I don't know how to react. Our to that. special guest, our, our special, special guest, the who's, guy who's always here, who's here every week. The stories. Yeah. We're going to call this the misadventures in cryptozoology with Rob Morphy. That because is apt. Rob, out of the three yeah. of us, Rob has more misadventures in cryptozoology than Chris or I. Yeah. Yeah. As a matter of fact, By you, narrow have, margin. you have all mm. of the misadventures in cryptozoology, if I'm not mistaken. Well. And by misadventures, I mean close calls and being places that you shouldn't be. That's true. There you go. That's more than Chris and I have. Yeah. No, yeah. because, I mean, I will be the first to admit that in the long and perhaps slightly less than <laughs> illustrious history of since... We created American Monsters back in the early 2000s, which became Cryptopia, and then eventually launched the Cryptonaut Podcast. Um, I am a guy, I consider myself 
this is a fancy title I've bestowed upon me. Oh my god! No, a pop culture folklorist. Oh, I like that better than cryptozoologist. That I like to integrate these traditional legends, be they from you know contemporary twenty first century eyewitnesses or Aboriginal peoples or whatever, into a context of what was happening at the time. If it was in the 20th century, what was going on cinematically and stuff. So I'm a guy that feels much more comfortable with mounds of books and research than I am in the field. But that but, doesn't mean I've never gone into the field. But you've been in the field, and we're going to be talking about it on this episode because you have some pretty interesting tales, my friend. I've, I've had some interesting flirtations with... Malaria? Well, yeah. Yeah, that's <laughs> okay, true. We'll get there. Yeah, crocodiles, yeah. mind wolves, mind wolves, the mind wolves. Eleven mind wolves. <laughs> yep. If if it, if it got up to twelve, I don't think I'd be here today. You yeah. would mentally be able to handle the no. twelve. Yeah, mind you barely, twelve mind you wolves. Barely made it. You don't come home. So um, let's start at. I've never had a mind wolf encounter. Should we start with, with American monsters? We can start with that if you 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 conduct this because All I'm right. just uncomfortably I might add to our listeners riding shotgun on this because talking about me is not my favorite thing. Well, you know, actually, let's go uh, before American monsters. Let's go. Let's go to um, South Africa. So, when you were in South Africa, tell the people about your adventures in South Africa. Okay. Well, I went to South Africa. Uh, to hang out with a buddy of mine, in all fairness. I don't want to make it like, and I packed a big expedition, and I, found, I hired a, a thousand you know, people to carry my luggage into the, the you know, dense jungles. I was there visiting a buddy of mine named Vani Pakri, who is now Vani Bula. Shout out to Vani if she's listening. What up, Vani? Um, and I met her here as an au pair. So we hit it off, became really close friends, and, uh, and then I went to South Africa to visit her. But while I was there, I'm like, I'm not going to waste this opportunity. Because there is the Inkinyaba of Howick uh, mm. Falls, which is this yeah. horse-headed eel-like creature that's supposed to live at the bottom of this, you know, torrential churning pit of water beneath these very steep falls. So I'm like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna see all these things. But the thing that excited me the most was because we just traveled all around and, and, and just basically visited as much as we could and, and saw as much as we could was the legendary Mamlambo. Mm. Now, the Mamlambo, for those who don't know, is uh, translated, I guess, roughly as the brain sucker. And it was this creature who, uh, in 1997, which was not long before I went to South Africa, just a couple of years, was allegedly responsible for the deaths of nine people. And it's reptilian, long-bodied, long neck. It has a uh, proboscis-like mouth that is supposed to just inject into the base of your skull and suck your fucking brain out. So that's why it's nice. literally a brain sucker. That's terrifying. Yeah, it's, it's, it's kind of horrible. So you knew about this and you went to go look at it? Absolutely. Because her sister lived so close. So okay. it, it was really convenient that all the places we went, first off, the, the exchange rate was like $11 to one. So even yeah. though I just worked on a screenplay... Just to paint a little a picture, I had been living in the house in Beverly Hills of the world's largest emerald exporter named Ishi Hayata with his three extremely beautiful and totally kind daughters, one of whom was an MTV VJ in Japan. So I was living in the guest house of his mansion, writing his life story into a screenplay. Like all of us do in yeah. normal life. That's yeah. what just, I'm well, living, yeah, no, okay. So yeah. I'm I, in Hollywood. I'm hanging out with, a, what is he, an Emerald Baron Yeah, he was a something? Japanese Emerald Baron who uh, went to Columbia, whose daughter got kidnapped. He raised his own army to rescue her. Like in a You're just bringing up more questions to these stories. So this has nothing to do with South Africa except for one thing. But you wrote a screenplay. I wrote a screenplay, which eventually got made, I think, as Emerald Cowboy. And there was weird debates about the credits. But that's a whole other story there. I got paid for that. So 
I've always been a fairly destitute artist living hand to mouth with a stock in ramen. So, uh, so, so when I made that money, I was like, oh shit. You I'm had go that visit dirty my, Hollywood money. I had money. some dirty yeah. Hollywood money. I'm going to go see a fucking I'm brain see sucker. My buddy in, yeah, in South and a brain Africa sucker, yeah. and, and check out some brain suckers and giant eels. So, so I had a little bit of money. And the exchange rate was good. So I knew I could stay pretty much wherever I wanted. So I'm like, yeah, this is the agenda. I want to meet your family and I want to do all these other things. You know, I went to the Cricket World Series literally right off the plane where there's camera shots of me sleeping in the stands. Because when you just got done flying for 27 hours... Cricket's not the thing that's going to keep you away. So no, because a game lasts like a week. Oh, my right? God, it's horrible. <laughs> Isn't that cricket? I can't even understand what was going on. Yeah. Tra- her family was being so nice trying to explain the wiggity spliggits and whatever else. And I'm like, don't, don't. Just, I can't do this Is right someone going to Superman punch the dickhead in the hat over there? Because if he doesn't, I'm not going to watch this. Yeah. So you, you were at the, the Cricket World Series, mm-hmm. and you fell asleep, and you, and you were like all over the news. Oh, I don't know if I right? was all over the news, but it, yeah, was, it was shown that all a- over it was that like, asshole goes to the yeah, World Series yeah. here's sleep. The, here's the crooked asshole who sleeps the entire but time. But in all fairness, it was a really long flight, yeah, and I didn't true. sleep on it. Okay. So, all right, all that aside, we're there, and I'm like, so we, 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 we do all these things, but I also need to see these places. And by a very lucky coincidence, one of Vani's sisters lived very close to, and I've always had a terrible time saying this, but I'm going to try it right now, the Mizint Lava River. Okay. I don't think I'm doing it 100% right. But I knew that was the river. Now, I wasn't necessarily in the exact same region mm. where the nine corpses showed up and they sent a government investigation and this like 50-foot-long, crocodilian, long-necked brain sucker lived. But I had to check it out. So while she was doing family function stuff, I thought, I'm just going to – it's like literally two miles away. I'm going to walk to this river and just check out the scene. So I did. And I'm getting pretty close, and I'm I'm I'm, I'm looking at it, and I'm I'm kind of wary that's crocodiles because it's well, a crocodile sure. infested area, yeah. and you know, second to hippos, they're the ones that have the biggest body count. When I hear a crunch of the gravel, because it was a dirt road, just a bunch of it was a very rural area, uh, and a car stopped, and then a guy unrolled the window, and it was this older Indian couple, which obviously plenty of Indians live in South Africa. My friend right. Bonnie is an Indian. In fact, uh, she's like, oh, oh no, my friend. I'm not going to try to do the exit. No, no, no. You can't go by there. And I'm like, oh, no, no. I'm just checking it out. I'm, I'm all right. He goes, no, no. It eats brains. You can't, you can't be here. <laughs> and I'm like, uh, I, I, did it happen here by? He goes, all up and down the river. All up and down <laughs> oh, the river. Not even in a single God. spot. Yeah. Yeah. Everywhere. Everywhere. Every, yeah, brains everywhere. are getting sucked for miles. I know. Fucking oh, gators man. are rolling corpses. We know what's yeah, happening. dude. That's we, the deal, dude. We know dude. the deal with the rivers. So he was so adamant. He got out of the car. His wife is concerned for him. She's like, no, no, you know, saying his name. Don't. And he's like, oh, and he, he comes out, he takes my arm, and he's starting to pull me. I'm like. Uh, now, first off, I'm an idiot white now guy. Now you're getting kidnapped. By a yeah, river yeah, in, yeah. in South Africa. So I'm not, you know, I don't know. My, I don't have my druthers. But he was so concerned for me that I just didn't have the heart not to leave. So I'm like, all right. Because this guy was 100% sure that if I stayed there for another four and a half seconds, my brain was as good as fucking crazy straw. It was sucked. <laughs> yeah, that brain sucked. was done. So I got into their very nice car, and they did, and he admonished me the whole way back. He drove me back to the thinking? place where I was staying. He's like, you, you must never, never, ever do this again. You must never. You must promise me you will never. So concerned for my welfare. It was so endearing. I don't know if I was really in mortal danger. It looked pleasant. Dude. Maybe. 
the grand fates conspired. I mean, maybe a, a crocodile would have flown up out of the water and it would have been all she wrote for me. I, I don't know. Oh, and then nothing happens and we're all never doing this. And then this. nothing. I know. Oh, then, we, then we're not, you know, oh, sorrow. as tight as we are, nothing. Sorrow. But yeah. So, so <laughs> it was so sweet that they rescued me. Yeah. So what's kind of funny about that is it's like you obviously know the creatures in this area, but generally speaking, when we've gone to look at like UFOs or we've gone to check out like an alleged Bigfoot in Montezuma or whatever, that's not generally what happens. You don't no, show up and no. a person stops you to, like, like you terror. need to get out of here. Like that's so, what struck me, the genuine yeah, fear. The affirmation yeah. of like there's a general thing apparently. And I'm sure that you've known about the that, name Lambo for for a, 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 a while. Well, I've been reading about there. the account since 97, which yeah. at that point uh, was a, uh, about right. two and a half, three years So when you I actually went. get to the spot, and there's like, you got... Well, a spot on yeah, a the spot. river. Yeah. A just a random spot. There was spot. no bad deal. Let, like, me just, let me describe it for yeah, you. It was weird. a really, like, a, a dusty road. Like, gravel road, it's not really... I, I, I misspoke. There were stones on it, but it was just a dirt road. Right. One side, it had fields. I don't know if it was sugar cane or what. The other side was pretty thick vegetation, probably going about 20 feet down to the river. Mm -hmm. The river, fairly wide, very dirty, like very muddy. Of course. Opaque, like freshwater rivers are want to be. Um, the other side, more jungle. I don't know what was beyond that. Right. Um, I would say where I was at, at the river, maybe 30 feet, 35 feet. I, I am not a super good judge of this. So I was walking through. The foliage, and I had gotten down to the side, and I was making my way through this area, and it was pretty dense, mm -hmm. as you expect African foliage to be. Yeah. I mean, it was it was crazy. So I was in a little bit of a clearing, and I was starting to make my way back to the road to go down to a further spot. That's when this couple pulled over and saw me, because oh, okay, gotcha. they probably wouldn't have seen me right. when if I was through the, the yeah. wooded area. Yeah. And and it was honestly his sheer panic, like the the look of panic in his eye. I was like, I can't now, deny this Did you this tell guy. them that you were there to check it out for that reason? I did. And I asked them if they knew anything about it. And they said they know all about it. So I asked them to tell me about it. Because, like, people die. People die. People get eaten. You were in the wrong place. So we'll eventually do an, uh, a full proper Kryptonite episode. Uh, on the Man Lambo? On the Man Lambo, yeah. But part of the thing, too, though, is wasn't this like a government-sanctioned, like, we need to go well, get this thing? Yeah, yeah, because so many yeah. people were dying. So the, the South African government was like... Boys, get your guns. We're going main Lambo hunting. Well, yes. But, okay. of course, like a lot of uh, government uh, employees, they were pretty skeptical about the whole thing. When they inspected some of the corpses, they right. were like, oh, this looks like crab. It, crab attacks, basically. They blamed the, crab the, the mutilations on, I guess, the the rapid okay, freshwater have, crabs of the river. You have crab? experiences with crabs, Chris. I, no, I don't. Not like crab that. legs. Oh, Jesus, that's seafood. horrible. I mean seafood. Yeah, not, I not the venereal disease. Chris has has had experience with seafood. He has handled yes. more crabs than I. The, what the authorities said was something to the effect that the corpses were mutilated after the fact by crabs, whether or not they were devouring them and or just randomly okay. pinching them. Because it sounded like these people were being attacked by crabs, which is yeah. why yeah, I, that's what I to thought for a second. I said, it, I said it poorly. The master of, the, of 
Master Crabbler. Crabbler. That's actually a great title to have. So you're in South Africa. You checked this out. Now, is that, is that all that you did as far as the no. instance with the Mame Lambo? We went to Howick Balls. Now, again, I saw I saw no cryptids. I'm gonna you know I'm gonna fully reveal that there's nothing in Al Capone's vault early on. Um, I have yet to see a monster, much no. to my eternal chagrin. No, I know. Me Though I've been lucky too, enough to I interview think. people and and know personally people that have seen some really fascinating things. Um, but you know, went to Howick Falls to you know, and, and it's like a spirit. It's like a sky dragon that brings storms. But other uh, cryptozoologists think it's actually a large, maybe subspecies of eel right. that grew to like super size no. because it didn't have any predation. And, and, and it had it, nothing but things to eat. So this is South Africa um, location two in Rob Morphy's misadventures. Yeah, well, yeah, but it's, there's okay. no misadventure there so much. It was me going. You were there. Seeing you the just beautiful went. Beautiful yeah. waterfall. Okay. Seeing nothing anomalous in the water. I enjoying know. a pleasant day in a picnic. Okay. Yes. Well, all right. That's a nice. misadventure. Yeah, I that's can a misadventure. Stand to yeah. Have. yeah. There you go. I'll okay. Take, I'll take that misadventure. So we're going to jump from uh, South Africa, and now we're going to move on to Louisiana because this is around the time that we started to develop American monsters. Yes. So what? So was... after I got back, um, I I had the idea i drew this logo on a, a napkin which was the bigfoot head like which yeah. sort of looked like the prudential cliffs but a bigfoot head yep. in a circle yep. and then uh i proposed to our original partner mike deforest old buddy of mine um i we were planning on visiting our friend in dallas texas mm -hmm. and so what i said was you know if we're going to go down there anyway and we're going to spend a couple weeks why don't we just take a shortcut go down to louisiana the honey island swamp monster has always been one of my favorite legends right uh, ever since I saw it on In Search of when I was a kid, which was high, just a huge inspiration for me. So I was like, if we're going to do this anyway, let's get a camera. Let's get some shit together. Let's schedule some interviews. Let's just go down there and make a documentary. Mm -hmm. um, and then I had the logo. And then it was soon after that that we approached you. And it was like, because you were building us a, a website like for... I know, shooting wedding videos and shit, like a production company website. That's when we decided to like put your focus completely, and you were part of the team at this point. We're like, yep. Mark, fuck, scrap this whole thing. And we're going to make a resource site crypto, about cryptozoology, yeah. <laughs> and we're going to use it to facilitate not only this documentary, but also create kind of uh, a general buzz about monsters, which at the time, if you can recall, I mean, we live in a sea of a, a billion successful and failed paranormal shows for the last 15 years. But oh, at the yeah. time, it was a dearth. It was I a desert. Nobody was doing anything paranormal. Was this before or just around the time like Ghost Hunters? It, it was before. It was. You know, we, you, we, yeah, it was. It was we before, shot this documentary before, uh, Ghost Hunters on sci -Fi. in Louisiana and Mississippi. Um, about the Honey Island Swamp Monster and built American monsters and actually had a deal, which I'm jumping ahead a little bit. Oh, we'll get there. Hollywood, with, here we come. With, with Viacom um, before Ghost Hunters was ever released. In fact, when Ghost Hunters got released, I remember thinking to myself, oh, fuck. Yeah. They beat us to the paranormal punch. Not realizing, not that I was jealous of them at all. They were doing their own thing. We were going to do our own thing, which obviously did not come to fruition, but... But I was like, oh, there's one out there. Oh, it sucks. I didn't even begin to imagine the right. deluge of paranormal TV that was And this is well before like Monster Quest and obviously Monsters and Mysteries in America, oh, absolutely. which you would later go on to contribute to. Um, so, yeah, so we're getting American Monsters prepared, and this is around the time that you're going to Louisiana that, with That's Mike when we decided let's do... take a like five or six days off, a week, right. week off our vacation, basically, and we'll visit our friend for a week. 
and then for a week we'll actually make this so documentary. So you and Mike head down to Louisiana mm-hmm. to go check out the Honey Island Swamp Monster. We had some crazy. Tell us about your moments adventures. There. Um, I, I would say one of the most interesting uh, was when we were shooting swamp and bayou footage late at night. We hired a boat out. It was a big pontoon boat. Now, again, this isn't paranormal. This is just personal terror. Um, and we're cruising around. Uh, I'm getting night footage. We have a big electric torch, and that's it. So I keep Mike keeps using the torch to aim out, and I'm doing the cinematography. And the captain keeps hitting these fucking logs, and they are big hits, Ugh. and the boat is, like, jumping. Is it like, in the... Is it footage in the uh... some of it, some of it not maybe okay, in the pre pilot yeah. it's hard telling because we sure shot I've seen it. I'm almost like I've seen s- it. fucking fifty hours of footage and right. who knows what ended up in that sixteen minutes but uh so we're, we're shooting we're shooting the swamp at night and then finally we're like is, is everything okay he's like oh I just can't I can't see where I'm going you know when when you guys are aiming the light at other things now this light was the light we brought with us that's... it doesn't usually night drive yeah. through <laughs> the fucking swamps we're that's like, the hey, deal hey man. We're going to put a priority on you not fucking capsizing yeah. because it was nothing. There was like jagged stumps and nightmares. It was just like the oh, most Jesus Christ. bayouiest bayou ever. Yeah. Um, that's so, yeah, you went to the real bayou. Yeah. So real quick before we get any more into the story, just tell people real quick about the uh, Honey Island Swamp Monster. Oh, that's true. The Honey Island Swamp Monster is fascinating. Like a lot of Southern Bigfoot stories, um, it doesn't involve a traditional, like, seven to eight foot tall, plain old hairy hominid or mm-hmm. hominoid, perhaps. It is usually closer to six feet, six and a half feet tall. Uh, greenish hair sometimes, sometimes gray hair, often gray hair. But what it's known for is these unique three-toed claws, which a lot of Southern Bigfoot have. Not the skunk ape. Right. Though I guess maybe sometimes, but not often. But the, the, the bayou and in Texas and a lot of the Southern states... It, it's three foot tracks they find really anomalous ones that look almost more like an alligator yeah. Yeah. than a uh, primate. Right. So when I saw the episode back when I was a kid of Honey on Swamp Monster, it just terrified and fascinated me. I don't know what it was about this thing, but it was one yeah, of the ones right. that was a main inspiration for me. So when I knew we were going to be anywhere near down there, right. Dallas isn't particularly close to the Pearl River and, and those areas, but close enough. I was like, shit, we got to do this. So further on this this bayou trek i'm leaning out the side of the boat kind of like an idiot at night trying to get these like skimming past the the trees Mm -hmm. kind of thing um all of a sudden i see these big fucking dinosaur scales and we're riding up next to a 13 foot gator at that same moment the pontoon boat on the other side hits a stump we tilt completely. Oh. My elbow ends up in the water right next to this fucking prehistoric yeah. beast. I had the forethought to chuck the camera to our buddy Mike, who caught it, thankfully. Dude, save the Jesus footage, man. And all I was doing is looking at this really craggy-ass stump going, I wonder if I can make it. I wonder if I can make it. At the last <laughs> second, yeah. as I am next, like inches away from this gator, it flips back up. I go ass over tea kettle into the air, land thankfully in the middle of the pontoon boat. And everyone is safe. Wow. It's a misadventure in cryptozoology that doesn't involve a cryptid, but it was like the fuck. That's, what, is yeah. the, what is the name of the city of the Honey Island Swamp that you, that you guys were at? Well, we went to a lot of different uh, cities around there. Because you guys we're basically mostly situated show up around Pearl River. Pearl River. Okay, so you guys show up and you're like, hey, we're here to talk about the Honey Island Swamp mm-hmm. Monster. So what was like the reception from the town 
when you and Mike roll up with a van, possibly stinking of booze, me like, what's up, guys? We yeah. got a camera. Let's talk honey. I was monsters. We did clean ourselves up before we, we went out uh, okay, filming. Okay, a, a hint of booze. Some people were, because no one had talked about this in years. Like, again, it, it wasn't like the cryptid fascination hadn't re-exploded yet. So people were like, oh, no one, no one, it's whatever, la, la, But there were, we met some people that were truly kind of in awe of it. And, and this one guy was really fascinating. He told us a story about how he had gone hunting in the woods with his nephew and left some skinned rabbits up that they had just recently killed. And that he saw this thing come out and just rip them off the line and just start eating them like chicken McNuggets right in front of him. No. Oh, and, 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 and on the way back, which sort of would make some people think maybe it's a little sketchy. He, um, he said he saw sort of a prehistoric hippo actually in the river that they had to avoid. Uh, it was pink. It was, uh, well, maybe four-legged, but it looked like a quadruped. It had weird bony structures, much like the megafauna of yesteryear. And and it submerged when he got close to it. But he swears that was just as real as the other thing. It was really compelling and fascinating and horrifying. Ooh. And he drew a sketch of it for us. And and that guy is is very intriguing. Um he also sent us some bones that were fossilized. <laughs> oh. It doesn't go anywhere too interesting yeah. because we brought them to SU and found out they were essentially rocks. <laughs> which is where fossils are. Well yeah. so, so he, he he might have misinterpreted that discovery. Yeah. He sent In all you fairness, bones? That you sent to fucking Syracuse University, yeah. which is a, a uh, prestigious college. It sure is. And they're like, uh, thank you, sir, but... <laughs> these, these are rocks. <laughs> these rocks. Thank you for your interest in our school. guy uh-huh. mailed us these giant rocks. Yeah. It could not have been cheap. He, he fucking sent you them. Dude, I remember... I was yeah, so yeah. excited when we got these fucking fossils <laughs> in the mail. You're like, holy shit. Yeah. Rob called me. He's like, dude, dude, we, we got the fossils from this guy. They're, they're here at my house. And like, whatever. They were like in a priority mailbox or yeah. whatever. And you go look at them. And they were cool fossils. You're like, oh, yeah, no, this is kind of cool. And then they just kind of disappeared. And I remember asking you, like, so whatever happened with like those? And you're like, yeah, they're rocks. I don't know where they are. Yeah. They just, you just lost <laughs> I didn't. Yeah, no. I lost them. No. I essentially lost them. You, just, you know, when you move, you think you've got all the things you need, and then you left behind the prehistoric bones of a demon, or the prehistoric oh, stones of a waste of time. <laughs> that might yeah, be rocks. but I mean, what was, was was there shit imprinted in the rocks? No, no. No, okay, I, because I, that's I really they, they some... were rocks of a unique shape. No, but that's I, where I thought I, they I were. Okay, because the fossil, like... I, I, you know, I imagine a rock with the imprint. There was a smooth a thing. face on it, though. That was supposed to be, yeah, it was supposed to be some sort of fossil. There was like three pieces, um, maybe the biggest one measured about seven inches in length and about four inches wide. The other two were smaller. Um, it was hard telling because they were supposed to be fossilized, but then again. Who the f knows? Once right, something's yeah. fossilized, now, it is a mineral, and there's and you know is, I'm sure that I'm sure the people that looked at it at Syracuse would you know weren't like trying to like I I didn't make this discovery. Fuck him! I'm going to lie and say it's a pebble. You know I'm <laughs> sure they were being authentic. I found the when, bones of an when angel. When I talked to them, they seemed almost regretful. Well, unless they, they were under something. duress. From what big? My God, this big, is this will change life on Earth. <laughs> yeah, dude, they found the bones of an angel. See? Oh my God! If we say it's slate, 
<laughs> Say it's fucking slate. slate. It's fucking lime. <laughs> Um, yeah, so sucks. as you guys adventures, uh, yeah, that blows. Yeah. Okay. An- another misadventure here. Uh, tell us about the Nephilim mating with the, well, that's, uh, that's, the humans. It, that, that's didn't just a, somebody down there tell you about this? A state trooper. Okay. This is a story. It was I a wonderful lifesaver. Yes. Um, uh, now, after we finished shooting the documentary, uh, my buddy Mike and I, we went to Bourbon Street because, of course, you have to celebrate proper when yeah. you accomplish yeah. something. Yeah, that's a great place. And again, smell like booze. Oh, yeah. And and we, we you know, partake a little, uh, a little bit of the libations, Adult if you will. beverages, yep. a couple of pops. There were some crazy adventures that I will not be relating on okay. this podcast. It's fine. And then we end up waking up in the bottom of a parking garage in the back of this van that we were sleeping slash traveling in, uh, sweaty, smelling like old motor oil and regret, just broken men. So I, we, just, we have to get the fuck out of New Orleans and go to our buddy's house finally in Dallas. As we're driving, we make a wrong turn. So Mike was driving, and we're in this big gluty van full of camera equipment and sleeping bags, and it's just full of man stink and we're just just horrible things Skulls going on. Skulls and regret. Yep. And um, and so he decided to U-turn when we made the wrong thing instead of do a decent three-point turn like any human being would do. <laughs> well. He's like whipsing around. So we end up sliding down an embankment, my side, of course, passenger side, <clears throat> four feet from a fucking swamp. The tires were about a foot and a half away by the time we were done sliding. Gators, maybe 10 feet away, not as big as that other one, but all, all right. over. I'm leaning. I'm like, dude, do not get out of this fucking car. I'm fucking bigger than you, and I this car it's will fucking slide, capsize. Yeah. So we had to fucking both jump scooch over, <laughs> and the car did not flip, thank God. <laughs> All right, good. So we can't good. get it out. And the more we were trying to, like, push and do things, because it was a steep, like, I don't know, more than, a, well, maybe a 45-degree incline. I'm not an expert in that. But it was so steep that the wheels were a little bit off the road on the roadside. Yeah, it's not good. And we were just fucked. So he's beat. We're both hungover as the dills. We don't know what the hell is going yeah. on. He passes out on the side of the road next to a dead fucking vulture. <laughs> Mike passed <Yeah>. out. <laughs> That's way to go. That's, That's the way. Next to a dead vulture. Right. I'm sitting on the bumper questioning everything I've ever done in my life. <laughs> Are you having a real life moment where oh. you're like, I should have finished college. I I'm going to church. Yeah. I'm going back to school. I'm getting my life in order. Oh, my God. I'm going to say sorry to all my ex-girlfriends. Oh. I'm going to get this shit right. I'm going to rebuild my comic collection. <laughs> from, from issue one. So, well, this sweet young girl pulls up, and, and I was just like, oh, my God, dude. She's like, oh, you know, I go to school in Louisiana. She had, like, one of those great Southern Bella accents. I'm like, you've made a grave error. These are, we are two scummy men <laughs> with a van. You don't stop for us. Yeah, really. yeah, no. We're Southern hospitality. You see that vulture and that passed out? That's a ploy. <laughs> yeah. Don't you understand? That's a what trap. Have you not I seen know. Texas Chainsaw Massacre? Like, uh, we, I did. We, I, we are going to eat your face. I sternly lectured her saying, you are so lucky that we are gentle crypto geeks and not fucking horrible mayhem ridden scum. Where is her father? But she is a saint. She went to the next town, sent back a state trooper. The oh, state okay, trooper good. came back. An awesome man. He was... He understood how fucking sketchy we looked. He was like, you're going to open the back of the van for me, son? I'm like, yes, yeah, sir. Of course I am. You know, and we do when it's all camera gear, la, la. So finally, he's like, what, what's your plans? You know, he thought maybe we were, I don't know, northern pornographers coming to the <laughs> yeah, yeah. south or something. <laughs> pornographers. I see your friend over here is passed yeah. out by a vulture. <laughs> yeah. What's he going to do? Yeah. What is he What are you doing to do? that vulture? <laughs> uh... 
Mostly nothing. And, and mostly I, nothing. I, That's the key phrase. So once I started explaining to him that we actually were down there shooting a documentary on the Honey Island Swamp Monster, his demeanor completely fucking changed. And that's when he began regaling uh, us with a story as he was decently calling for a, a, a tow truck about how the Nephilims that came down oh, from heaven man. and they had sex with the human ladies. That's the deal. And that's where you get the big feet. And yes, it was his plural. And I'm grateful for it. And he would just well, yeah, went the, the on Nephilim and on. had sex with more than one woman, hence creating big feet. And, and, and now there, there's the it, Old Testament the, story work too, of no? the giants being the progeny of yeah. angels and the women they seduced. Yeah, that just makes sense. Yeah, of course, in, it's called science. And they actually seem uh, not, it's, it's cool, like three-headed looking, like these angels were like these three-headed looking monstrosities. Oh, no, you're or thinking something? about you're thinking about oh, no, Ezekiel and the wheel. Yeah, okay, yes, yeah. I'm yeah. About. All right. Which is the UFO? Well, regardless, thing. the Nephilim came down and they they created Bigfoot. So yeah. cool. But he, he went on. <laughs> and Moving along, it was just, no, I mean, no, but honestly, we all know that he involved but. it with the Bermuda Triangle. There were UFOs like this. I would have killed. Oh my god! To have had my camera See, going. Oh my god! Is, yeah, I know. This is the time when I was heavily into all this with like. Early Alex Jones before he went complete fucking insanity. Right. And like Art Bell. This is before George Norrie. This is oh, yeah. OG Art Bell. Like, oh, yeah. This was the fun shit. And this guy was just telling you about it. Just the whole thing. He yeah. Had, he had a great, like the cop went from, I, I feel like we were four minutes away from getting shot. You know, just fucking up. Just Then once, he's just Yankee, laying the truth to, on you. Once he yeah. found out we were TV guys and we weren't, we were just absolute you know rough shotting it ourselves but right tv guys uh just spilling what was his life's work of connecting the dots of all these disparate dude paranormal phenomenon into one thing i think he even mentioned a mothman at one point yeah. i mean it all correlated but it all went back to biblical roots it was i've heard those theories as well yeah and bizarre and I was so hungover and so sunburned at this point. Just the sun had been <laughs> beating. It was like 143 degrees out in the middle of fucking nowhere in the middle of Louisiana. But I always thank God for this because, I mean, A, he saved our lives and got us in that lovely young lady who never should have stopped for two people that looked like us with a van. Yeah, that's terrible. And uh, bearded scumbags in the middle of nowhere just so hungover <laughs> and broken by life. Mike is... Passed out by a dead vulture. Oh. <laughs> Some sort of buzzard. I don't know exactly what. All right. So, uh, so, so, real quick, we're just going to backtrack for a second here. So, while you were in, while you were at the Honey Island Swamp, you interviewed the woman whose grandfather Dana Holyfield, okay. and we actually got to handle and deal with the original plaster cast. Yeah. Uh, taken by her grandfather, the one who was featured in that original In Search of cartoon, or right. cartoon, Jesus Christ, program. And so so to actually touch that original, it had hooked claws. It was about six, seven, maybe even eight inches long. Right. had a big round heel, but the toes splayed out mm -hmm. in a way that it would take to support its weight. It was fascinating. So you got to see the original cast. Got to hold it. the original cast. Really? It was so nice. exciting. It filmed interviews with her. We filmed interviews with a lot of fascinating uh people it was really it was a it was a great time and uh and and yeah i do that's the kind of field work i love to do where you actually are chronicling new stories from people right getting details that maybe had been missed in the past or, mm -hmm. or questions that just weren't asked after you guys were down there filming in louisiana yeah. um and then we, you come back up we're developing the website we eventually end up um getting a deal with 
Viacom. With Viacom to produce this uh, American Monsters. To produce a television show to television be aired show, on MTV, yeah. specifically, um, called American Monsters, <laughs> of which originally Mike and I were going to be the hosts, and they were going to plug in some beauty some young beauty to sort of mitigate how hard we are on the eyes <laughs> so <laughs> which who could blame it's, them it's basically like you and Jesus. mike and daisy fuentes basically <laughs> no, could you imagine <laughs> daisy fuentes or like fucking jenny mccarthy pre yeah, but, pre-anti-vaxxer jenny mccarthy yeah, pretty crazy like, hey guys yep us and carmen fun. electra fucking going out into the wild oh, pre and so pre-dave navarro carmen electra when she was still fresh the, as a daisy uh, but Daisy Fuentes, goddamn. All right, sorry. Yeah, she was a beauty. She yeah, still probably still is. But, She's but the point, the point is this: we we got the contracts, which was great. I remember was, when it happened. You it called was me. So you know, exciting. We're, we're signed to Viacom yeah. MTV. Was it Sci-Fi at one point? Viacom. No, it was later. No, we, we, the deal with Sci-Fi came and went later. Right. Um, but this was our first like brush with like so, TV. And then we have that's when Gabe Torres came around and yep. we started. He's a great uh, filmmaker. It actually in, in the uh, discovered American Monsters as a website and and then us and then contacted us and he's the one that facilitated all of this. Yeah. So like, in the, in let's the, do this. The description of this podcast will leave a link to the pilot episode that was developed so that people can check that out and that was shot on a handy cam using some of the original footage mike and i filmed in louisiana and we've right. talked about this on previous pods yeah, yeah and then stuff we shot locally i played the, the honey island foot. swamp yep, monster island in my long chain outfit which we talked about so we have this pilot it's getting shopped around at the same time coincidentally enough i think we're on the same time uh derek hayes from the monsters among us podcast is working in hollywood in the business pitching the idea of american monsters a television program of his parallel, own design. Yeah. yeah, parallel parallel thinking around the same time. Kind of interesting. We talk about that on the Patreon episode that I did, which is kind of funny. Yeah, so, that is funny. So it just seems it's like... a catchy title. It seems like the time it's, was yeah. right for a crypto show. It oh, seems absolutely. obvious now. You're like, American Monsters. It's yeah. Clearly, yeah. It that makes, is... It totally makes oh, sense. Yeah. The, what should be happening. And there is actually I on, wish on I Amazon. It. Uh, I Amazon does have a series called America's... Monsters. Oh, there's other series about called American Monsters. It's about criminals. Uh, there's a book called American Monsters. Yeah, written by yeah. Linda, Linda Godfrey. Godfrey who she did also the wrote a book stuff. called um, Monsters Among Us. Yeah, which is Derek name of Derek's podcast. <laughs> oh, it's a, it's a horrible s- world. circle. Yeah, it's, it's a we we all technically should just be um a a living, on a, living on a commune. Yeah, I know. Yeah, the crypto commune. I, I can raise carrots. That's fine. I don't want carrots. We're gonna fucking eat them. I love carrots. Eat carrots. I need to see. All right, fine. So we okay. end up developing this. Uh, this pilot is developed uh it it goes out and yeah. it basically the long and short of it is that it gets stuck in development hell it does but but this is more of a part of it and this is something i'm actually a little bit proud of it was sabotaged by myself and 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 mike in in the decision making process um because what mtv kept coming to us with yeah this is great they they spent one hundred and ten thousand dollars. the first episode was going to be the lizard man of skateboard swamp which is in i believe North or South Carolina, and, and we one have of the Carolinas. Your art for that that yes. we will post. Up I designed as well, yeah. the suit, yeah. Um, and and Tony, I think it was Tony Gardner. I think who worked on Return of the Living Dead and other things. But but uh, some big name special effects artists were put on it. They built the suit. To this day, I've never seen it. Oh man! Nor have I seen the McKay that they built. They did like the clay model based on I my talent. Sent it. I actually I actually Ugh. requested in the in the in it wasn't it was part of the official contract. I'm like I would really love to have the the right. clay maquette or whatever. I don't know if I say the word right. Based on my drawing of the lizard man <laughs> because that would be awesome. But they designed the suit. They spent like I say 110 grand on it, which is just not it's 
you know, piddling by Hollywood standards. For right. me, it's a monumental sum. Well, Jesus, yeah. And, uh, and then they started saying things like, yeah, we're going to add a girl. All right, fine. That's great. We'll get Daisy the feminine Fuentes, perspective. Yeah. Daisy Fuentes. Maybe Kennedy. So it's like, you know, you seem pretty funny, Rob. I'm like... I'm 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 no Chris, but I'm all right. Yeah, I'll do. Well, it. you and, didn't say that. No, I didn't. No, let's, I just, let's say, yeah. But let's be honest, no one is Chris. No, I know. I agree Chris. completely. I'm me. Chris is unique. Yeah, Chris, but I said, yeah, you know, I can be funny. He's like, you like Jack Black, don't you? No, I'm like, this is where the story takes the turn. I'm like, yeah, sure. Now, now this is Jack Black, like. Tenacious D just started, so he really wasn't in anything. No, Tenacious at the time. D was 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 earlier because. I saw Tenacious D back so in the what, late 90s in L.A. Was, when I had Jack never Black, heard of Jack what Black. What was Jack Black yeah, yeah. in, though, that they wanted to I bring him no in? I have no idea, but apparently by 2000... Because we're talking about 2004-ish now. Okay, yeah. So whatever he was in at that mm. point, he, he made some mark. Or maybe he was just getting big in L.A. But I yeah, saw him back in be, the late 90s be. in L.A. at a club before I ever even so, knew who he was, and it was brilliant. They were trying to turn this, Amer- this show about cryptozoology. And so here's what they're like. It's like, so you don't... You know, You'll pick on like hog jowls and stuff, and I'm like, well, if I have to eat hog jowls, I'll be reticent. You Wait, know? you'll so do what? Pick on hog jowls is how the introduction from the guy. Now, by, bear in mind, the uh, MTV executive we were working with was so cool, he had a Suspiria poster behind his desk. Oh, okay. all well, right. I mean, cool. That, that opened it up. All but right, then yeah. other executives came in, and I'm not going to mention <laughs> names here. And and they're like, you know, but you got to have fun with the locals. I mean, they're seeing some silly stuff. And I'm like, well, because I'm not, we're kind of want to explore these mysteries. Like from my mind, we were coming from it, uh, from the point of view of the old school in search of, because there right. wasn't a lot of precedent or like Arthur C. Clarke's Mysterious <clears throat> World. I wanted to treat this with respect. I, I wanted to explore these mysteries. You fucked I up. wanted great dramatic reenactments, which <laughs> is what I pitched up. the whole time. Like, it'll be us looking, but when we talk to an eyewitness, we'll cut to... A really well done of, dramatic yeah, reenactment. So know? they yeah. want you to like come in and, and like like talk shit and like basically jackass. After the locals, a while, they wanted us to of? jackass the South. Basically, they said we want to do a lot of shows in the South. There's a lot of monsters. There's Skunk Ape. There's the Lizard Man. There's Honey Island again. That's just fucking mean. And, and, like, the, and so then when we said. I just don't feel comfortable doing this. That's basically what I said. And the final meeting, we actually had a final conference call meeting because we were back up at home in New York because we lived in the, in the same house, Mike and I. And uh, and we had a final conference call. I didn't know it was the final one at this point at all. I'm like, I really just don't feel comfortable with this. I want to show respect to the field. I don't want anyone to feel belittled. They're like, yeah, no, we understand. That actually makes sense. We don't want to. We don't want to do anything that takes you out of your comfort Even zone. Even though they pitched it, and like that, Mike and I were out of the show. That was it. <laughs> that was like it. that. Done. Like literally one third of one fucking second later, yeah. we were out of the show. And so then they're like, but you guys are still executive producers. You're still going to write. You're still going to be the people that you know kind of pick the monsters. And so I'm like, if we're still getting paid, I don't need to be a fucking face on TV. Right. I don't give a fuck about that. So I'm like, yeah, that's fine. But then it started just getting wibbly-wobbly with fucking all sorts of bullshit and, like, too many hands in the pie. Then a new executive took over, as is wont to do, and they're like, fuck all your old projects. But at that point, MTV, or Viacom specifically, had spent so much money on pre-production, scant amount, which we actually saw. Right. But, uh... But but into the suits and the, and the, and sending the the pre researchers down to the place to interview all the people and mm-hmm. set everything up. They spent so much money. They're like, yeah, you can't have your show back until you pay us back the two hundred and fifty grand or whatever it was they put into it. <laughs> and of course, Mike and I looked at each other and went, ha, yeah, sure. 
that, that's that's going to work out. So they couldn't use the title, but we also couldn't use the title, right. which was a problem when sci-fi came calling right yeah. after the hit that was Ghost Hunters. Yep. But then that's it. So basically, the long and short of it is, like you say, it's uh, development hell slash... We, I mean, if we wanted to have been complete whores, I think we probably could have made it happen all the way through. Well, yeah. And, well, I, and, and there have been times I will yeah. be the first to admit where I've gone, God damn it, Rob. What were you thinking? Yeah. You should have just... You if you just look at the show... Take the dick. Uh, the, one, the one with Josh Gates. Oh, yeah. Well, there's Destination Truth and then Destina- Expedition Unknown. Yeah. Destination... De- Destination. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think that's the show they wanted to make. Destination Truth. It does what it does. Yeah. yeah. But it's a little funny and they kind of poke. Yeah. They I do think, poke a little, yeah. yeah. Though they poke a lot, yeah. really. Yeah. yeah. Right. Well, I mean, then later you would go on to contribute to Monsters and Mysteries in America. Yep. They and would, then you they contribute would call to a couple of research. I did uh, artwork for them. A couple of different shows, or just the the, the one in Australia, a few um, yeah. and magazines and uh, right. other publications. Like I've written articles and uh, you know done illustrations for a yeah. lot of things. That was going to be part of the show too because I'm an artist, obviously. So uh, I was going to do like. Like crime sketch arts, like for the eyewitnesses, like they describe what they saw, and I would draw it out. Yeah. So the show, as we originally envisioned, it would have been pretty cool. Where we're exploring, we're talking to eyewitnesses. I'm drawing the pictures, and then we do these really cool dramatic reenactments and a better caliber than Monsters and Mysteries right. in America, which is kind of like Halloween masks and you know duct tape. But that's all right; they're doing the best yeah. they can. Uh, so for them, yeah, I just I've done artwork and submitted uh, ideas for them right. to do in, in shows that they view. You know, all's well that ends well. Hey, that's why because here adventures. we are now with the Kryptonaut Podcast, Absolutely. and we've managed to turn this uh, this passion and this, uh, this, this this passion project, which started as your misadventures in cryptozoology into, and into, a, into a website into a possible tv series and now we're doing a podcast and yes you are continuing to do your art and i have no regrets about the past like i i i have not an ounce of bitterness about the shows that didn't happen sure it would have been cool to be on a tv show even if it right. was a short-lived one just to say it and it would help and you know and i've been invited to cons and stuff and and across the globe i mean i've been i've been lucky enough to have a presence and I am very grateful, but you know, honestly just doing the things I love to do surrounded by the people I want to most spend time with is exactly what I'm all about. And that's never been, that's not something that you say when other things don't work. Maybe it is for some people. That's something I really mean. I'm yeah, totally, totally oh, happy yeah. Yeah. where I am and what I'm doing. And if something cool happens around the corner, I'm all about it. I'm, I'm about evolution, but these experiences to me just enriching the tapestry of life, if you will. Yeah, I'm way more excited yeah. that we eventually turned all of our years worth of work into uh, the Kryptonite podcast. Absolutely, I, think it's kind of I like, love this. It's, it, not, not that it's the ending point, but it's kind of like the perfect beginning point to like, well, this is what we've been working on for so many years. Let's transition to this new medium where we are our own gatekeepers and overlords. So, uh, you know, there you have it. Thank you for joining us for Evil Science and Magic Buddies Boom. as presented by the Kryptonite podcast. Um, be sure to follow us on social medias, uh, Kryptonaut Podcast on uh, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Be sure to rate and review this episode on uh, iTunes and Apple Podcasts. It helps us out greatly. Thank you for all the, everyone's uh, interactions and getting a hold of us. It's great to talk to everybody. We've had, had a great time doing this and talking to you soon. See ya. Yeah. Chris, roll that sweet, sweet power metal theme. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. One, two, three, go.